press the follow or subscribe button in your podcast app to get daily updates from the front. From the journalists of The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Thursday, January 12th. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will call on his counterparts in Papua New Guinea to defend democracy when he addresses its parliament today. Albanese is the first Australian PM to address the parliament of our nearest neighbour. He'll pledge in the historic speech to strengthen ties with PNG by swiftly concluding negotiations on the new bilateral security treaty and will urge members of parliament in Papua New Guinea and at home to make this a decisive decade for peace. The Australian Tourism Industry Council is calling for our working holiday visa program to be overhauled. They say fees are comparably higher than what's charged for equivalent visas in other countries and that it's making it difficult for local operators to address staff shortages. The council also hopes that tourism and hospitality jobs will be eligible for second-year extensions if those on working holiday visas complete stints in regional areas. Cardinal George Pell died in Rome yesterday following complications from hip replacement surgery. He was 81 years old. He was without doubt... Australia's most prominent ever churchman, having provided strong and clear leadership within the Catholic Church in Australia as Archbishop of Melbourne and Archbishop of Sydney. It will be for historians to assess his impact on the life of the Church in Australia and beyond, but it was considerable and will be long-lasting. The unexpected passing of the highest-ranking Australian to serve in the Vatican has prompted grief and reflection across the globe, from senior Catholic figures and politicians to local parishioners. But six decades after he entered the priesthood, Pell leaves a complicated legacy for the faithful and the legally-minded alike. That's in today's episode, and a quick warning before we start. This episode discusses sexual abuse. O God, who chose your servant, Cardinal George Pell, from among your priests and endowed him with pontifical dignity in the apostolic priesthood, grant, we pray, that he may be admitted to their company forever and ever. Amen. George Pell was born on June 8, 1941, to George Arthur and his wife, Margaret Lillian Pell. He attended the Loretto Convent School and later St. Patrick's Christian Brothers School, both in Ballarat. He signed to play for the Richmond Tigers AFL club after graduating year 12 and entered the Corpus Christi Seminary in Werribee in 1960. Four years later, he was dispatched to Rome's Pontifical Urban University and ordained in St. Peter's Basilica in late December in 1966. Pell's parish work took him first to Baltimore in the United States and later to Oxford, where he completed a doctorate on the early history of the church. He returned to Australia in 1971 and served across Victoria in the years that followed, including in Swan Hill and his hometown of Ballarat. It was in Ballarat that he shared the presbytery with the notorious Father Gerald Ridsdale, who would later be jailed for child sex abuse offences. Gerald Francis Ridsdale has already served 23 of a 28-year sentence for sexual offences against children in his care across Western Victoria. Today, Judge Irene Lawson trawled through another 23 charges to which he pleaded guilty last month. Your actions were violent and abusive, Judge Lawson said. You abused your position of power and trust over each of your complainants. 
Pell pursued a number of roles in education before being consecrated as a bishop at St. Patrick's Cathedral in 1987 at the age of 45. He would become Archbishop of Melbourne less than a decade later in 1966. He made the move north to Sydney in 2001. It was in 1990 that Pell would receive what he called the biggest surprise of his life. He was called up to the Congregation of Doctrine of the Faith, a Vatican-based body designed to protect the church from heresy. He was the first Australian to join the group. Pope John Paul II promoted him to Cardinal in October of 2003. He would end his career as the Vatican's financial controller, a position to which he was appointed by Pope Francis in 2014, making him one of the church's most powerful servants and its highest-ranking Australian ever. Pell's later years were dogged by scandal. He was temporarily stood aside in 2002 after being accused of abusing a young boy at a church camp on Phillip Island in the early 60s, but was cleared to return to work following an investigation by a retired Victorian Supreme Court judge. He was tried for alleged historic child sexual abuse offences in the Victorian County Court in 2018. He was 77 at the time. He was tried on two counts of abuse at St Patrick's Cathedral in Melbourne, alleged to have taken place in 1996. The trial ended in a hung jury. He became the highest-ranking Roman Catholic leader in the world to be found guilty of historic sexual abuse later in 2018. It's news that will send shockwaves throughout the Roman Catholic Church. Cardinal George Pell, Vatican Treasurer, found guilty of child sex abuse. The verdict came down in December, but legal restrictions meant it couldn't be reported in Australia until now. He served 13 months in prison in Victoria before the High Court quashed all five convictions on a 7-0 margin. After 404 days behind bars, this is George Pell, Australia's most senior Catholic and today a man who woke up as a convicted sex offender. But now, now his name has been cleared by Australia's highest legal avenue, the High Court, unanimously deciding that he should walk free, that the jury got it wrong. Pell always denied any wrongdoing. What a load of absolutely disgraceful rubbish. Completely false. Madness. Ironically, considering the allegations that would later be levelled against him, Pell is credited with establishing one of the world's first formal church processes for addressing child sexual abuse, a controversial compensation scheme called the Melbourne Response. A number of high-profile Australians have paid their respects to the late Cardinal. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said he understands Pell's death will come as a shock to many and offered his condolences to those in mourning. Former PM Tony Abbott said the Catholic Church has lost a great leader and described Pell as a saint for our times and a committed defender of Catholic orthodoxy. Another former Prime Minister, John Howard, acknowledged Pell was a person of enormous influence and declared he shouldn't have been subjected to child sexual assault charges. Howard famously provided a character reference for Pell during proceedings. Melbourne Archbishop Peter Comensoli said Pell was instrumental in a number of church-wide reforms. He, over many years, has been a forthright defender of the faith, uh, a great gospel man, I find him. There probably has not been a churchman in Australia quite like the Cardinal. Uh, his response, both within the Australian context and within international contexts, uh, has been quite instrumental. 
The Australian's legal affairs contributor, Chris Merritt, reflected on the lessons of Pell's experience in the criminal justice system. Look, I think there's great lessons for um, Australia generally, but particularly the justice system, uh, from what happened to Cardinal Pell. The, the community um, has had a very clear example of what can happen when there's no respect for the presumption of innocence. Cardinal Pell died an innocent man. Now, that's, that's the golden thread that should run mm. through all parts of the legal system, and it didn't apply in Victoria. Stay with us. After the break, author Tess Livingston on the complicated legacy Cardinal George Pell leaves behind. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. He was the high-ranking Catholic who would become one of the country's most polarising figures, and the complexities of his legacy have come into stark relief following his death. Tess Livingston is the Australian's chief leader writer and author of George Pell, Defender of the Faith Down Under. She joins me now. Tess, you've written a biography of George Pell. What kind of man was he? Oh, Kristen, it was very hard to sum him up in 500 pages, and it's harder to sum him up in a few sentences. But look, he was a man of great faith, intense dedication to the church. He was a friendly person. He got on well with most people when they met him. He had a very dry sense of humour, highly, highly intelligent, well-read, a born scholar and just worked hard and put his absolute whole heart and soul into his job. Many people outside the church will likely assume that the allegations of sexual abuse by Cardinal Pell and the legal battle that followed have tainted his legacy among Catholics in Australia, but the truth is more nuanced than that. How do Catholics view him now and what will his legacy in the Catholic Church be like? Catholics, like many other people in society, will have different views. But the fact of the matter is, the convictions against the Cardinal were quashed 7-0 by the High Court. That was very definitive. He was not guilty of anything. Like a lot of bishops, he lived in a time when it was high time for the Catholic Church to confront the absolute shocking problem of child sexual abuse, which he absolutely loathed. It shocked him, it disgusted him, it upset him, as it does many Catholics. And he set about addressing it through the Melbourne response. Now, that response needed some improvement over the years, as did the uh, responses of other dioceses and archdioceses. But unfortunately, the problem of child sex abuse is a legacy of the Catholic Church, not just in Australia, but throughout the world in recent years, and not just the Catholic Church either, I might add. 
other churches, but also many other organisations. And, of course, a lot of mud stuck to a lot of people. Those historic child sex abuse charges, as you said, have been incredibly divisive over the last decade in particular. But according to our criminal justice system, Cardinal Pell died an innocent man. Is it possible to divorce those charges and the fallout from his legacy or are they by their very nature, part of that legacy? I think what is part of the legacy, Kristen, is how those charges were approached. It's a very mixed, murky picture. But look, the wheels of justice took their course. He went through the legal system just as anybody else would, as he knew he had to. But one of the dissenting judges, Mark Weinberg, made a very, very significant judgment in dissenting and he argued those charges cannot be permitted to stand because there was a significant possibility that the cardinal was innocent. Now further down the track when the high court came to examine the matter they agreed so yes it's he knew it was part of his life It'll be talked about, but in too many quarters, there was um, a bit of a presumption of guilt. And in the end, it was found that that was not right. Tess, what formalities happen now in terms of how George Pell will be laid to rest and memorialised in Rome and here in Australia? Well, there will be a very important mass for him in St Peter's Basilica Individual priests around Australia and indeed around the world are already saying Mass for Cardinal Pell's soul. I understand there will be a funeral in St Mary's Cathedral in Sydney next week and that is where he will be buried because he was one of the archbishops of that city. Tess Livingston is the Australian's chief leader writer. You can read our ongoing coverage of and reactions to the death of Cardinal George Pell anytime at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.